Twitter at Talking ACC Sports. The podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can follow him at ASD underscore Hokie Smash. I'm going to turn it over to Matthew now as he welcomes our guest. Jeff, can you do us a favor? Can you do us a favor, sir? Uh, put the uh, link to the um, podcast in the Google Doc and ask Ken to click on. Oh, I see Ken here. Ken, can you hear us? Welcome. All right. I can hear you, Ken. How you doing? I think. Ken? Yeah, we can see you. Okay, Ken. great. Great. Welcome yeah. to the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. We have a great return guest in Ken Sakura who covers Georgia Tech sports, or he did, I should say did cover Georgia Tech sports until very recently for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We're looking forward to getting an update from him on his on his newest endeavors at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He started there in 1998 and has covered a variety of beats, mostly within sports. You can follow on Twitter at uh, Ken on Twitter at at K-S-U-G-I-U-R-A-A-G-C. Ken, welcome back to the All Sports Discussion Podcast. You've been very gracious with our, with, with our podcast over the years with your time covering Georgia Tech football, covering Georgia Tech men's basketball. You are one of the most knowledgeable guests we've had about Georgia Tech on this on this podcast, probably the most knowledgeable, and we're happy to welcome, back, welcome you back. Thank you for coming on the show, Ken. Tell us about yourself, and we get new listeners here all the time, and they'd love to hear about you. The floor is yours. Thanks again. <laughs> sure, my pleasure. Uh, thank you. I mean, you guys have been very gracious to have me on and to talk about Georgia Tech and the ACC, so it, it's always been fun, so... I appreciate your <clears throat> your including me, um, but uh, but yeah, as you said, I've I've been at the AJC for twenty five years, which is crazy to think about. Um, I've been covering Georgia Tech since two thousand eleven. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest, just outside of Chicago. Uh, went to the University of Michigan. Um, what else? I'm married with three three children, uh, and uh, as you said, yeah, um, it's it's kind of hard to believe, but my time covering the the yellow jackets specifically is coming to an end and so it's uh, with some some bittersweetness that that's happening but excited for the for the next phase what what is the next phase can you tell us sure yeah yeah uh so i'll be writing a column a sports column for the ajc um you know kind of covering writing about whatever uh you know, is going on in the state of Georgia and this in the, in Atlanta with, you know, typically it's going to be Braves, Hawks, Falcons, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Atlanta United and kind of whatever is, you know, kind of in the Southeast for that matter too. But, uh, but yeah, crying about, you know, giving my opinions, hopefully about, uh, letting, you know, informing readers about what's going on around, uh, around the city and state. Wonderful. And when, when we get to our open microphone time, Ken, I will ha ask you a question about professional sports in Atlanta, but I want to, I want to keep that question sure. uh, a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not so much a mystery. Yeah, the answer, the quality answer may, may vary on the, depending on how much, uh, how much mystery it is, but yeah, I'll certainly be happy to give it a shot. No, it's a decent question. It's a decent. It's a decent. It's a de decent question. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm an NHL fan, and I want to get your take oh, on it. Okay. On, I, I want to get your take on Atlanta. Sure. So, uh, but we'll talk about we'll talk about that later. 
because we, we're here to get your expertise on Georgia Tech because you are the encyclopedia on Georgia Tech. What are your thoughts on the new Georgia Tech men's basketball hire? I mean, it's people seem to be really excited about Damon Sotomayor, but you know, we want to we particularly want to get the buzz around around Atlanta and the Georgia Tech fan base. Um, well, you know, uh, yeah. So Josh Pastor was let go after seven seasons, uh, in just after the season ended this year. Gosh, it seems like a long time ago now. But um, and after a very short search, Damon Stoudemire was hired. He um, was an NBA player for 13 years and uh, went into coaching. He actually, coincidentally enough, worked for Josh Pastor at Memphis. Uh, he was at Arizona. He was a head coach at Pacific uh, for four years and helped. He won 20 games, I think, his his last year there, and then he went to the NBA and was a, on the assistant was assistant coach with the Celtics. Um, so yeah, it's a <clears throat> it was an interesting hire. You know, I think typically thinking they're going to get someone from the mid majors or the kind of the up and coming um, head uh, assistant coach, but uh, but Jay Bat kind of went a different way, uh, and I think a way that that has some promise. Um, you know, I think one trend you've seen a lot in 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 the NCA, particularly in the higher ranks, I guess, is is hiring people out of the NBA. Kenny Payne with the with Louisville, uh, Patrick Ewing, um, Jerry Stackhouse, Chris Mullen, um, Juwan Howard, uh, with varying degrees of uh, success. Um, but I think what what makes uh, Damon Stoudemire different is that he had. Uh, you know, proven himself at the college level. And so this wasn't something he was getting into where it wasn't just going to be his name and expertise that were, could be, you know, leveraged, but, uh, but also just some clear knowledge and, and understanding and, you know, experience coaching college. And uh, for that reason, um, you know, he, he kind of brings a lot of different things to the table. You know, he, he, he can tell kids, Hey, you know, I've, I've coached, uh, one of the very best teams in the NBA and I know what the NBA looks like and what the NBA is looking for. And, and I can, uh, I played in the NBA. And, and so I think that's a very appealing sales pitch. Um, but then also he's got the, the, um, you there? I'm sorry. We're still here, man. We're still here. Go ahead. Soaking it all in. No, 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 no. My, my phone went black and I'm always never, I'm, I'm always kind of concerned that I've, I do a bad job of, keeping the phone charged, but, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. So, uh, but on top of that, yeah, he, he's, he's proven that he can lead a, you know, a division one program. So he's, he's got, you know, both sides of it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I think it, uh, you know, time will tell obviously, but it looks like he's, he's put together a good staff. Uh, Carl Hobbs comes from Rutgers was at a ton of experience as a head coach and also, you know, building a program or helping build, build a program at Rutgers that probably has some similarities with Georgia tech. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's, Looks like he's gotten a good start recruiting the portal. Um, he's got some good pieces coming back that Josh Passer left him. And obviously the ACC is always tough, but, uh, but yeah, it looks like, you know, like I said, you, you, you won't know until maybe even a couple seasons in, but it looks like, you know, he's, he's, he's got a good shot to, to do some good things. Outstanding, outstanding analysis. Jeff, you're up, friend. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, Ken, from from my side, hey, you know I've been a fan for a long time of yours. Mm -hmm. Hate to see you uh, go as covering Georgia Tech, but um, uh, looking forward to your sports columns uh, at the AJC. I've, I've read, you know, going to Georgia Tech, I, I still keep up with the Atlanta 
sports and you know you're going to be joining the the terrence moores and the mark bradley's the jeff schultz of <laughs> yeah. people that i've read all through the years mm-hmm. so uh, looking forward to that well thanks yeah it's uh yeah i it's uh, I'm, I'm walking in the, the footsteps of some giants and I, I hope i'm able to to live up to the standard that they've set uh, but yeah it's uh, a lot of like yeah i've worked with all those guys and and you know certainly firm and measure that the giant that he is and so it's uh yeah it, i don't take it lightly but uh yeah hopefully hopefully i'll, I'll be able to deliver for you all right outstanding um let's let's look at georgia tech now <laughs> what are some of the major strengths coming back for the for the georgia tech football team this year sure well you start with the secondary um you have everybody coming back there except for zamari walton um and then even um you know jalen king who, who started last year at safety and, and missed in the last eight games so he's healthy and then but then you've got the advantage of of uh of just added depth there so i think that's certainly a place you start running back has been a place that's been pretty strong um dante smith comes back uh, jamie phillips had a had a strong finish to his freshman year trey cooley comes in from from louisville i think so that's a place where you feel like you're pretty good um and then offensive line <clears throat> four returning starters uh a lot of it, you know, a good amount of experience. Obviously, they're making the transition there to from having uh, Brent Key as position coach to, to Jeep Wade. Um, so, you know, there'll be a change, but, you know, a lot of pieces that have, that have played a lot there. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, I mean, as far as places I think you feel pretty good about, that, that might be, it. you know, kicking. You know, they, they've got their guys coming back. Um, so, yeah, those, those would be places I think you would say they're, they're probably strongest. All right. What are on the other side of the the coin? What are some of the major weaknesses? Uh, do you think uh, Georgia Tech will have this year? This year, in other words, what do you think they'll be working on uh, in August before that first game against Louisville? Mm-hmm. And and what are some of the questions you think have to be resolved for the season to be successful? Sure. Uh, well, um, <clears throat> the places where they have to replace the most uh, experienced talent, uh, wide receiver, certainly is one they lost. Nate McCollum in the portal to, to North Carolina. And then they also lost uh, EJ Jenkins and Malachi Carter. And so I think the number was like the receivers had 134 catches last year and they've lost 106 of them. And that's not even counting Leo Blackburn, who they were counting on. Um, but uh, Torres ACL, unfortunately, and is going to be out. Um, they, they did restock pretty well. It looks like they, they through the portal and uh, guys like Christian Leary, uh, and Chase Lane, uh, I think, should should help, but obviously it's, it's a new, a new group there, and and you know adjusting to a new scheme and all those sorts of things. I know mean, there's certainly some potential there, but but some questions. Um, linebacker uh, in losing, <clears throat> excuse me, Charlie Thomas and Ianda Ely, uh, who, who were far and away, you know, took nearly all the reps, got almost most that you know almost all the tackles. Um, at that spot, and so they, again, they went in the portal. Uh, Andre White came from Texas A&M. Braylon Oliver came from Minnesota, um, and then they'll have to figure out. Um, you know, Trinilius Tatum is a guy who's done well in in um, smaller roles. You know, the three of them, how they're gonna, you know, find, you know, how that's gonna sort out. So it's, you know, I don't know. I'm ready to call it a weakness, but certainly an area that that there's some question marks, just given that it's a new a new group. Um, and then defensive end, I mean, I think just losing Keon White, who is, you know, just an explosive player, 
you know, was so productive. Uh, you know, I think someone like Al Canard um, and and Sylvain Anjouin are guys that I think can do it, but need to do it, you know, more consistently. And obviously creating pass rush pressure is obviously so, so important, you know, not having to try to require require blitz help to, to, to create pass rush to get the quarterback off his spot. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Ediosa Rubin is another guy who's a transfer from, from Clemson. I think they're hopeful for. Um, so we'll see. Those are, but those are spots I think you wonder you know, if, if it doesn't, you know, if they're going to be weaker, it might be one of those three errors. All right. Um, Ken, who are some of the new recruits or, or players from the transfer portal, you know, mm-hmm. that have impressed you um, the most so far uh, this spring in the practices? And are, are there any that you think will get some major playing time right away? And I know I've seen uh, some transfer uh, rankings come out and, mm-hmm. and most um, uh, most looks at Georgia Tech's transfer is that it was a pretty solid year for them in the transfer portal. Uh, I think I've seen them ranked, you know, at 20 to 30 by most um, um, evaluation sites. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it you know, I, I generally speaking, yeah, it seems like they, they lost guys, the players they lost, with a couple clear exceptions, Aquila Stone, the defensive tackle, and, and uh, Nate McCollum, the receiver, being clear, you know, out, exceptions to, the, to what I'm saying. I think that a lot of the players generally lost were guys that weren't playing a ton. And, and they've brought in players who who've, you feel good about being on the produce or, or you know, maybe are coming from, from places that they didn't play done either, like, you know, uh, Christian Lear, the receiver from Alabama, but you feel like there's some potential there. Um, but actually, I, I really I, I didn't answer one of your questions about kind of questions that are, will have to be answered in, in the preseason. I think certainly quarterback is one of them, um, and that kind of goes into – you know the newcomers uh obviously uh they're they're gonna have a competition there probably between um between uh, haynes king and zach pyron for for the quarterback spot uh zach gibson i think is another possibility but uh so haynes king coming from texas a&m um and zach pyron you was a freshman last year uh yeah it's hard to say what's what's gonna happen there but obviously that's that's a big area where they're they have have to figure out what they're gonna do um but, uh, but as far as newcomers, um, yeah, uh, one guy, I don't know how much you like to see him, but Evan Dickens was an early and early uh, running back, um, <clears throat> excuse me, from Roswell. He, he went to IMG Academy. Um, he's someone that really showed well in the spring, maybe out of all the early, early freshmen. He did the best uh, or something that caught the most attention. Um, and then uh, at, at receivers, I was saying Christian Leary, Chase Lane's coming from um, from Texas A&M. He'll come in the summer. Uh, so, he, you know, those are two guys I think you could see make an impact. Um, who was Andre White, as I was saying, the linebacker from Texas A&M also. He's a guy that played fairly regularly uh, and and could make a difference. You know, one, someone someone who just, who just joined, who just transferred, Dominic Blaylock, who was a four-star uh, prospect coming out of high school uh, went at, was at Georgia, you know, for different reasons, mostly injury related. Didn't make it on the field as much as he wanted, but I think had someone with a lot of talent and could be a a big playmaker, uh, a receiver. So um, those are those are names. Uh, as I said, Adios Aruba and the end from from Clemson is another one. Um, so it, there's yeah, they, there's a lot of transfers certainly that 
that I think they're they're counting on to to make a difference and to, you know whether to, to be you know difference makers or or you know, playmakers or at least you know solid starters or giving good depth. So um, Trey Cooley, a running back, is another one that I mentioned earlier. So there's it'll be it'll be a, a pretty pretty big assortment, I think. All right, um, Ken. What what are the two um, most important games? The two most pivotal games you think for for Georgia Tech this year that you know that really probably need to go Georgia Tech's way to have to have a good season. Boy, uh, yeah, I was trying to think about that. I, I mean, I was. I think certainly the first one you'd like to get. They they open up against Louisville um, in uh, in Mercedes Benz in a Chick Fil A kickoff game. Um, you know, it, obviously a big game for both teams. Uh, Jeff Brom is, is Louisville's new coach. He's also an alumnus of his school, of his team, uh, just like uh, Brent Key is. And that's, you know, my my guess is Louisville probably be favored, but um, that's one of those games that you really want to get. Um, obviously a lot of attention being paid uh, to Tech, uh, not only nationally, but certainly with, you know, local attention and, and Tech fans are very eager to see what he can do. Um, so that's one. Um, and then there's, I think there's a few games uh, that, you know, I think, you know, if you think about it, like how can this team do, can they make a bowl game? You know, if you just start with the fact that they were four and four with with Key in the eight games that he was interim, and now you're giving him the, the benefit of, of a full off season and he's been able to, you know, go into the portal and, and, get guys you know coached up trained up the way he wants um you know i don't know that it's unreasonable to think that you know they could carry out that you know that 500 standard and, and get to six ones in a bowl game but i think it'll take games like you know like i was saying louisville and you know you look at some of the the kind of the mid-tier acc games uh virginia i guess boston college maybe wake forest if they're down a little bit I think, and I don't know if I can pick one, but certainly, but maybe a game like Wake Forest, you know, you go on the road. Uh, I think it's the fourth game of the year. Um, you know, if you're gonna give yourself some margin and and show that, yeah, we're gonna be able to play well, and maybe you don't have to win that game, but you you prove that this is a team that you know kind of it's gonna be in the mold of of what Brent Key has talked about so much of playing tough and not making mistakes and and you know, playing with discipline, those sorts of things. Um, you know, that's a game that, that yeah, you, you can show, okay, this is a team that's that's going to be for real, that's going to, you know, be be as competitive as, as fans are hoping to. Um, and then I was saying, like, Boston College is another one where, I don't know if it's going to be a must win by that point, but it's a home game against a team that, you know, is probably going to be similarly projected and uh, if you're going to get to that, you know, that 6-1 mark, that's a game that they're probably going to need to have. But it's, I think it's games like that where they're going to – the season's going to be, you know, made or broken. All right. Thank you, Ken. Uh, Matthew, I'm going to turn it over to you for the last couple questions in the podcast. Ken, you're awesome every time we come on here. And we, <laughs> we learn something every time you come on here, so kudos yeah. – Kudos to you. We're 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 thankful that you're in our presence. So here's the here's the here's the here's the big thing, right? I mean, you got now 
I, I personally, and I think Jeff did too, We and you kind of alluded to it, we noticed the difference when, when, when Brent Pry took over the football program last year. I mean, you said yourself, right, that they went four and four. So, I mean, give us the state of Georgia Tech's football program. You know, what are the bloggers, fans, thinking about the status of the program? Any, you know, any perhaps, was there any increased investment in the program when Brent took over? What, what What's everybody thinking right now? A big... Um. You know, I, I I think a lot of people are pretty excited. Uh, you know, I think some of it is, as often happens with, you know, when this happens, when when a school and its fan base gets one of their own guys, um, there's there's that added level level of 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 you know excitement and buy-in from fans. But 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 obviously, he proved himself, you know, reasonably uh, successfully over those eight games. You know, they they beat. Uh, North Carolina on the road. They beat Pitt on the road, for that matter. Um, and uh, and you there? You there, Ken? Did the things you know you had to do to win games. Um, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I think that you know, I think um, in you know, it's the way they put together po- the coaching staff. Uh, I think you know, there's reason to feel like. They, they could be better there. There's, you know, um, someone like Kevin Shearer, who's a guy coming with NFL experience. Uh, Marco Coleman, obviously someone that, that tech fans really identify with coming back to coach defensive, defensive line. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, and I think too, you know, that all, I, I think he's, uh, Brent Key has said a lot of the right things and done a lot of the right things. Like, and then, like you mentioned, added investment, you know, they, they've gotten a bigger, salary pool for the staff and uh and so i think that's you know there's like someone like brian baker who's a defensive uh, analyst who's come you know has also someone who had been a tech as a coach but also has been in the nfl and i think adds that layer of of expertise whether it's in you know game planning or or serving as as a sounding board to coaches i think that is um you know that's that's really an advantage that maybe they didn't quite have as much before. Um, and then obviously Buster Faulkner, um, you know, someone who I think has, has done pretty well as a, as, as a, as a coordinator uh, has not, I don't think coached at the power five level, but has been at George obviously is, is you know, I'm sure has absorbed a ton there. Um, and I think, you know, as you feel like should help. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, I think, yeah, I think generally speaking, you know, you look back at, at you know, the, the, the tenure of, of, uh, of Jeff Collins, you know, obviously did not go very well at all. Uh, you know, they won the, the nine games of the three, three season and then started out really poorly there, you know, which brought upon his, his firing. But, uh, but yeah, I think fans are, are ready to, to, to get behind Brent Key and get this, you know, by the team. And I think there's been a lot of, momentum in, in fundraising and, and, and season ticket sales and all those things. So, um, you know, like, like I would say, time, time will tell and maybe it'll be exactly what fans are hoping for. Maybe it won't, but, uh, but uh, yeah, you feel good that, you know, I think they have a good sense of what they're doing and have a lot of uh, smart people, you know, um, you know, making the decisions here. Outstanding analysis, outstanding analysis. <laughs> I'm going to be very quick with my open microphone, Ken, and then we can transition to your microphone, your open microphone. 
I want to just ask you a basic basic question here. I've 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 seen some stories about a new arena coming to Atlanta. I am from North Dakota. I am a huge hockey fan. It is big in our state, big in the neighboring state of Minnesota, big in Wisconsin. And there's been rumors about an NHL team coming to Atlanta. And so my guess, my question for you, Ken, is will, will hockey Will will NHL hockey work in Atlanta? I, we've seen it work in in Carolina, like a, you know, with the Southern. We've seen it work in Nashville. It's it's tried it tried it before in Atlanta, and I'm wondering what's the buzz. Um, you know, I, I think there there's certainly um, a possibility for it. Uh, as, as as you, I guess you'd seen the news, like you know, there's some plans for a a, a big complex in um in north i guess it's just north of alpharetta uh that um you know i think there's you know i don't i, I can't speak uh, definitively that it's going to happen and but uh but yeah i mean i, I think there's there's certainly the possibility for it and i, I you know I, I don't know if i want to say anything more definitively than that but um but yeah i, I think the thing uh with atlanta you know as i understand it i think there's a lot more like to learn i think some of you know i don't think it's really failed because of a lack of interest i, I think some, you know and maybe you would know better than i would but i think you know some of it was ownership and, and poor leadership and and not getting be able to put you know competitive teams on the ice um but so you know but i think just because you build an arena and are ready for it doesn't always necessarily mean that you're gonna have uh you know, the NFL or excuse me, the NHL come to you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 like you said, I think, you know, Nashville's done well, Carolina's done well in terms of what it seems like. Um, obviously I, I'm sure the, I can see where the league would be leery about going to a city a third time, but, um, but yeah, you know, but it seems like, you know, the pieces are putting in place. And, and I think there, there's obviously questions about could could an arena that far outside of the Sydney Center do well? Um, is there enough of a population base, you know, that far north of Atlanta? You know, is, is traffic going to work? All that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess there's, you know, there, there's certainly cities this size of, if, you know, and Atlanta did it. It's at different times too, you know, support for, and I guess you, you'd even say five teams with, with United, but, uh, but yeah, it, it would certainly seem like there's, there's some momentum there and we'll see where it goes, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be an interesting story to follow for the next couple of years and, and maybe longer. I would go to a hockey game there, Ken. Ken, the floor is yours. The floor is yours, friend. What is your open? Um, <clears throat> well, as I said, uh, at the beginning, um, yeah, this I'm I think I'm down in the last, last uh, two or three weeks, I think, as a, as a tech beat writer. And um, when I've had the opportunity to share this with with uh, you know readers and, and fans, um, it's 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 really been one of the, the the great highs of my career to to cover Georgia Tech. Um, I, you know, as I said, I started in like I covered the 0809 season. Um, the academic year and then left and came back and really been full-time since 11 but uh just the on top of you know a working with a lot of really a lot of people that have really liked and admired 
or like and admire. Uh, I've, I've gotten so much feedback from readers, alumni, fans of, of, of being thankful and appreciative and, and, you know, giving me a pat on the back for my work. And um, as you guys probably know that, you know, I think typically you hear from people when you've, when you've screwed up, not when you've done well or, or made people happy. And so because of that, and that, that's really been my experience as a writer to this point. And so for as many people as I've heard from, whether it's, you know, email or Twitter or, you know, running into people at games who have, who have been, you know, say, hey, I read everything you write or you're doing a great job. Thank you for, you know, um, covering tech the way you have. Um, it's, it's meant so much to me and it's been such an encouragement. And, uh, and I, I, you know, however this next uh, stage goes, uh, you know, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, this thing I certainly won't forget, uh, you know, for, for as long as I live, just the, 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 you know, affection and if that's the right word, but, but, you know, appreciation, I guess, for, for the work I've done is, is, is meant a ton to me. So um, no, no opinion or hot take, but I just want to express uh, my, my deep thanks. You're awesome, Ken. You're awesome. Jeff, you're up, Rich. <laughs> you're up. Oh yeah. Um, just a quick note, the, the ACC uh, represented in the, the softball brackets came out yesterday. We can just run through them real quick. Uh, we have Clemson as a number 16 seed um, hosting. Uh, they're in Clemson, South Carolina, the Clemson Regional. Uh, unfortunately, if they were to advance, they're probably playing that powerhouse softball team uh, from Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners. I think their record is like 51-1 and one or something like that. But um, Clemson, a number 16 seed. Uh, Duke uh, hosting in the Durham Regional. They're a number 8 seed. In the Knoxville Regional, uh, you have uh, Louisville in, in that region. Uh, the Tallahassee region, you've got number three, Florida State, as a national seed. Definitely one of the teams that has an opportunity to to win a national championship, and they've done it recently before. Uh, the Athens Regional, you got Virginia Tech uh, in the in the field in that bracket. And then the Fayetteville Regional, uh, number 11, Arkansas, you have Notre Dame there. So that, that should be real interesting. Um, also, the ACC having their spring meetings already a lot of uh crazy news coming out of there it's something we'll probably take a take a talk to uh on our next podcast some of the results there but uh you know it's always about money 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 so we'll, we'll see what comes out in the next couple days on that ken this is Matt. This is Matthew here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. You are you're gracious to spend your time with us on a on a, on a Monday evening. We really appreciate we really appreciate you coming on our show. And anytime you want to come back, <laughs> right. You are, we would love to have you come. We would love to have you come back. And we, we look forward to reading you in your no role at the AGC. I know I, 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 I like Jeff. I mean, we'll all miss you on your AGC beat. I know a lot of people have, have said that to us on, have said that to us, uh, us as well. Isn't that right, Jeff? Yeah. Yeah, def definitely. Matthew, I know they've enjoyed uh, Ken on the podcast and, and, 
you know, I, I mean, I'm, I've talked to other Georgia Tech fans and, and, you know, we've all enjoyed Ken's coverage of the Georgia Tech over the years. Well, you're, <laughs> thank you very, very much. And yeah, whenever uh, you'd like to have me back, I'd certainly be happy to join you. Um, yeah, thank And again, yeah, it's uh, it's always been fun to talk with you guys. And uh, it's, it's yeah, it's um, it's my, been, been, my, been my pleasure. Okay. Have a great, thanks again, Ken. Have a yeah. great week, guys. Take care. Okay. All right.